Hey Jeff. Hey Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. I have something to get off my chest though. Well, here's the platform. Here's the platform. A few months ago, well, we're in a we're in a group chat. There's a whole bunch of us in this group chat. Yeah. Um, it's currently called Flavor Town, I think. Yep. For for Guy Fieri. Yeah. So we're in this group chat, and listen. Dabbing is not cool right now. I think we can all understand dabbing as a dance move, dabbing as a movement, not the coolest moment for dabbing. Right. But a few months ago, I FaceTimed our friend Alex. The bald god. The bald god. Friend of the room. Yeah. Friend of the pod. Yeah, absolutely. And I called him. He picked up. I dabbed on him and I hung up. Right. Let's just hold on. Yeah. Let's slow that down real quick. Mm -hmm. You called him. I called him. On FaceTime. On FaceTime. He picked up. He picked up. You dabbed I on dabbed him. dabbed on him. I hung up on him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jeff, he's he's a family man. Mm-hmm. He's a married father of two. I know. And you... I wonder if he has a will. You shamed him. I shamed him in front of his family. In front of his family? Yeah. Embarrassing. Okay. So, a few months later... No, no, no. I mean, like, there were, there were some skirmishes back and forth, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. Because, like, first of all... That happened, and then, like, a week later, he was like, what was that? <laughs> a few months later. Yeah. Here we are in quarantine. Mm-hmm. People got the time. Well, okay, so people have tried to come back at me, <laughs> and I have always seen it coming. Jeff, are you not? And you cannot dab on the dab master. You're the dab king. I'm the dab king. Okay. Can't just come at me and start dabbing on me. No, I'm going to no, dab on you. There's levels to yes. this. There's this level and yep. this level. and Sick. Sick dab. That level. Look at that. So today. Today. This morning. Well, it all happened because I, I <laughs> this is this has gone away for like a few months now. Yeah. Last week, A Pop. Aaron. Our good friend. Yeah. I I rang him up, dabbed on him, hung up, took a picture of it while it was happening. <laughs> Were you just getting back I sent to the everybody? Thing? Yeah. I sent it to everybody for evidence. <laughs> and then Apop hit me today trying to FaceTime me, and I was like, nope, saw it coming. Yeah. Still dabbed on him. Okay, so this becomes uh, fodder for the group chat. Yep. Alex mentions that not only is he wearing sunglasses indoors right now. Yep. Because that's the mind frame that he's in. Yeah. He's <laughs> Dark days. He's in that killer state where mm-hmm. he says, I will not be dabbed on, and I'm working on ways to dab. Mm-hmm. So my little pea brain gets mm-hmm. the idea that I'm going to do a little sneak attack. Because mm-hmm. how do you dab on the dabbed? Well, well yeah, when, when someone sees it coming. Yeah, so I was like, okay, it's not going to be FaceTiming him. It's been done. So what can I do? Well, can't really text him. I, th- I feel like that's like just obvious, right? I'm trying to get creative. So I was like, oh, Jeff, take a picture of me dabbing right now. And then I'm going to email it to him. But I'm just going to like, you know put it under a different subject line sort of sneak attack that yeah, in make there. it seem like work asked him for the best email address he gave it to me i felt so confident i bcc'd you and matt fastow and justin yeah, fleischer everybody in flavortown i was i was excited about this everybody alex texted right away and said i see there's an attachment there i'm not even going to open it so i know what this is i know what you're doing yeah fail how do I how do I even respond? He wins. Like I Yeah, but now you guys are talking about strategy about to I had big dreams. Yeah, Jeff. but now you guys have like teamed up. 
I I basically you said you were gonna order food to his door and yeah. then you would get the delivery man to dab on him, give him an extra tip, you know. So like it's sort of turning into Tag the movie. The movie, right? Right. Where people play Tag. Yeah. Well, Jeff, listen. If this is like you know you at the at the top of the hill, can you be? Can I be dabbed on? Can sure. You be, can you be knocked off? I live every day like I could be dabbed on. Really. Every single day. I walk out this door. I put my mask on one strap at a time. <laughs> just like anybody else? Yeah, just like anybody else. Jeff, does it ever strike you mm. that maybe the dab would come from within the house? I swear to God, if you dab on me, <laughs> I I will end this podcast and I will burn this apartment down. I don't care. I don't care who goes out with me. Jeff, 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 Jeff. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just you talking. It, yeah. Yeah. It, it won't happen. Okay. Just, thank God. It, there's a truce. I'm not going to do it. Not going to break up the momentum we have right now. Mm-hmm. The peace that's in this mm-hmm. in this place, the tranquility. Yeah. Not going to. I No, I'm not <laughs> going to do it. Jeff, today on the podcast, who do we have? We have Questlove, who is the hardest person to book. Well, he's working a lot of jobs. I know. But this has been like, um, <laughs> we've been trying. We've we've annoyed his, his assistant <laughs> so much. So, so much. So, uh, shout out to Questlove, who is, again, you know, he's on The Tonight Show. He's... A yeah, founding people, people member know who of the he Roots. He's, people uh, know who he is. An, we do not have to a explain notable author and who uh, documentarian. He has a lot. Is a lot going on. He's very recognizable. We got him on for uh, an hour and change, and it is a truly fantastic conversation. Shout out to our guy Amir. Kimberly Drew is also on the podcast. Yes, and you know she is somebody whose voice is just so good and so strong and yeah. so pointed she is somebody who can write about art about race about music about and everything by the way and she does and she, she does. is a a noted author she has a book coming out with uh jenna wortham jenna wortham in november she has a podcast right now which is called your, your attention, attention please. please yep um she is uh she was just interviewing uh Tina Knowles, Miss Tina Knowles on Instagram live yes which was like today so good yeah because at the end of it Neither one of them knew how to save it. Listen, man, it's a it's a complex. It was so good. It's a complex time. It's a complex world. Yeah, it's a complex app. Have you watched Versus? <laughs> Shout out to Kimberly Drew, and then Jeff. We have Chris Black on the podcast. Chris Black is on the podcast. The culture critic. Yes. Who has an opinion on everything? And by the way, I'm so glad that uh, now during these times, mm-hmm. he's not. You know. No, he's not toning it down. No. <laughs> We I, asked him about so much, and he he is just very very honest and yeah. I like awesome. talking to Chris just awesome. because every time I email him, I'm like, "Hey, do you have any idea about like where I could buy good glasses? Like, you know where good glasses can be found?" Oh, we didn't even talk about that today. And also, yes, he has a podcast with our good friend Them Jeans, yeah. Jason Stewart. Shout out to Jason, which is called How Long Gone. How Long Gone. We talk about that with Chris Black. Jeff, before we get into these phone calls, I do want to say we have a Patreon, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash it's the real. It's a chance for all of you out there to come along on this journey with us. Invest in us if you see the potential like we do. This is something we never thought we would be doing. We never thought we would be doing a podcast, period. Yeah. Then five years later, we're still doing it, but... Now it's every single day. Every single day. And uh, 30-something days in, 100-and-something guests in. Uh, we still have both of our wits about us. Somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah. And uh, we're going to continue that with your help. 
Thank you to everybody who has signed up, whether it's $2, $3, $7, whatever it is, anything that you can give to to make sure that this ship stays afloat and, and keeps creating great content. We appreciate you. So thank you very much. Patreon.com slash it's the real. And now, Jeff, let's get on the phone with our friend, Questlove. Beep, boop, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop. Questlove! What up? Yo, yo, what's up? How are you? I'm great, man. I'm uh, I'm up here on, I guess I'm in a, at a ranch. <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of it. It's like day 30. It, it's, it's, uh, it's a ranch. Yeah, you sound like you've been like kidnapped, and you're like trying to give us directions <laughs> no, to where to find that you. I've been kidnapped. No, I am. I'm technically. Uh, I'm at. I'm at a place they call the kibbutz. Oh. And it, <laughs> yeah, literally, it's called the kibbutz. Are they making you like um, farm shit? I know. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm on, I'm on a ranch. I'm in a ranch and a farm. Listen, at the end of the day, um, Chris Rock taught me a lot of valuable lessons and uh one of the main lessons he taught me in life he said man if shit ever hits the fan of the world you better know five survivors like he told me like a group of of like people that you need to know to to help you out in situations you know like mr wolf yeah yeah. yes from solves problems yep no, that's but that's that's true life lessons. It's are like, are any of those people Frank William Miller Jr. <laughs> <laughs> FWMJ, no, that's my guy, man. Um, no, it's just at the end of the day, I you know I got I got a problem solver, I got a survivor, I got you know in case shit hits the fan, yeah, like you you got it, you got to know certain people, so. Um, I instantly knew that, you know, New York was going to be a, a toxic atmosphere. So luckily, um, I have a friend upstate that has, you know, a really, really, you know, a, a, a chill spot with space. So, you know, I don't feel like I'm closed in and all those things going stir crazy. That's a beautiful yeah, thing. Well, I mean, like you are somebody. And who it's, it's also like... there's chickens up here and ducks. So they're my friends too. <laughs> are are they going to get eaten? No, Jeff. One no, of, no, one of, one no, of them is this... eggs every day. Yeah, just, you know, they they have eggs. <laughs> no, it's it, you know what? It's so dope. I'm I'm actually um, I'm, you know, it's weird. Like uh, Will Smith also told me like a big mistake that people make when they um when they like first make it. Like, they get eager to buy, like, their first crib, mm. like, instantly, the second they, like, start getting money and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And he says, the wisest thing I can do is, he says, wait about 10 to 15 years before you decide the spot that you want to, well, I mean, his, I think his term is, like, the place that you want to die in, like, that sort of place. Yeah. Um. So, I don't know, for the longest I've been holding on in my mind like where do i see myself when i'm like 70 or 80 you know like at one point um when we first started touring um went to north carolina and like special ed was living nice man he really he really sold his part of north carolina (laughs) yeah man you know kane kane's down here up here like ed has like small businesses and all like ed's been really really like smart with his uh with his money that he made and investments and yeah, parlay that into 
that sort of thing. So I thought like, okay, well, am I like going to migrate down south or am I going to, you know, go to the West Coast? I thought like maybe I should go to Hawaii for a while, like after chilling with Chef Gordon. Yeah. But um, I don't know, man. Like I, I, I used to make fun. All my industry friends, all my like writers and director friends, all yep. my actors, they all like when I first came to New York, they would all do this thing like, "Hey, we're going upstate for the weekend." <laughs> da, da, da. And I used to joke that I don't want to be nowhere where there wasn't a twenty-four hour Dwayne Reed <laughs> and walking distance. Like I just thought that was the silliest thing. And then when um, when Hurricane Sandy happened, I was like, "See, I knew it." <laughs> like they all stuck up state. Meanwhile, like you know, I have all the Chef Boyardee ravioli. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I like now. I've, I've been I've been searching a few spots, considering uh, you know some spots up in Westchester is, is really nice up here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we grew up there. So yeah. if you if you need to know, like where we went to elementary school, if that yeah. helps. <laughs> Wait, what part of Westchester though? We're from Harrison, so you know Rye Playland. Where Mariah had her video and uh, they did big for fantasy, yeah, and they did uh, they shot the movie big there. Um, oh, okay. We're from okay. like you know five minutes away. Oh, so that 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 uh, genie is still up there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The boardwalk. Really? I yeah. Thought that was like I swore that was like Long Island or Coney Island. No, so no, we are not Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, I learned the big difference between uh, Westchester people uh, and uh, Long Island people. Yeah, I, I learned. Wait, yeah. what, wait I, what do you think the big difference is? I, I'm going to need a lawyer to say this. <laughs> Amir, if, if the Roots today were living in one place like you did in London way back when, who, mm-hmm. would, who would be the best quarantine roommate and who would be the worst? Um, I'm certain that Tariq would be the alpha quarantine roommate. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. time out. Yeah. Is it the... See, the thing is, staying in uh, North London, uh, we were a one, two, three, four, f- uh, well, Malik was occasionally there, one, right. two, three, four, five, <laughs> six, seven. We were a group of seven staying in a three-bedroom flat. Oh, my God. Um, and now we're a group of 11. <laughs> Would you still stay in the um, three-bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> no, I would say Tariq would be the Tariq's the Tariq's instantly the alpha, um, the alpha roommate, and not not just like on you know some Lord of the Flies like leadership, <laughs> but just um, Tariq's probably the most accomplished chef. Mm. Oh. Um, he's meticulous. He he's meticulous like to a fault. We're complete opposites. Like we're really the odd couple. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll say maybe in the last year and a half or so, I'm not as slobby and messy as I used to be. Um, but Tariq was one of them cats that like would get up at like seven in the morning and clean the tour bus bathroom with like a toothbrush and <laughs> you know, like once it pristine. Yeah. And that that was basically that was like practically the reason why we had two tour buses like, right. my, like Tariq uh, Tariq was slithering so his bus was like pristine and <laughs> shiny and Gryffindor there was like you know, joysticks on the floor and, and like DVDs out there cases and all that stuff so so might you be the worst roommate then 
Um, I would probably be my my job would probably be the provider. Mm. Um, you know, I'm the route that would even on the tour bus, like when we did those rest stops, like you can't just avoid fights because the thing is, like back in the day, um, you wake up on the tour bus and the next thing you know, like all the all the almond milk is gone. <laughs> And then motherfuckers ready to fight. Like, <laughs> drink all the rice milk. Drink all the almond milk. Those were my golden grams. Yeah. I, mean, I had, back when I was working on the Chappelle show, back when I was working on the Chappelle show, I had a sneak, I had a sneak preview of, of season two before the world got it. Mm. And so I believe like one of them borrowed and lost um, like four episodes. Oh, and that shit almost came, you know, that shit was like almost about to come to blows. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure of that. that <laughs> um, so it's like I learned early, like when you buy stuff, like if you're at a rest stop and you get Cool Ranch Doritos, you might want to buy five bags of those <laughs> just so that you can have one to yourself and then they rummage the rest of rummage over. Working with, with Chappelle during the, the, those years of, of the Chappelle show is is one thing in terms of like being at the center of pop culture. But mm-hmm. um, having been on first late night with Jimmy Fallon and then the Tonight Show, what mm-hmm. was the moment when you really figured out that uh, network television is like a whole different type of beast in terms of like power and like reach? <laughs> you mean that this was this was not my uh what I've been doing for the last 16 years when I realized. Yeah. When did you realize that like our mom is your biggest fan? And by the way, that is a hundred percent true. <laughs> Shout out to our mom. So yeah. Yo, it's so weird, man. Like we <laughs> never ever got it right because it would be like, it's so weird. Like for, for us to be, for us to be so ubiquitous, and invisible at the same time is mm. like a, it's kind of a crazy mind fuck because like in the beginning in the beginning it would be like like a certain demographic of ours was I mean our sure shot demographic at least between like 93 and about 2002 was always like the college student it, it, it's it's a very specific one like you know a white college student yeah (laughs) yeah well i mean no just just not even i mean we hit all types of psychographs but i mean like it was a certain type of college student and like a college student that was in on the no but then like the mainstream ones that were you know like Y'all ain't mob deep. Like there's there's this there's a funny story. There's a funny story about when um I was in New Orleans and the woman I was at the airport and the woman behind the counter was like over the over the top like excited that I was there and she bumped me up to first class. Wow. And I was like, Oh man, thank you so much. And so then I went through security and I'm sitting at the gate in New Orleans and then about 25 minutes later, 
I mean, she came stomping at the <laughs> gate and tried to embarrass me like, you lied to me. And I was like, huh? She's like, you lied to me. And then tried to like renege on the first class ticket, like put me in a, a like a middle back seat or something. And I was like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? And she was like, I said that Nappy Roots was my favorite. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, she said, no, 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 no. She said, I told y'all that I love that song by y'all, Yo. Nappy Roots. And I said, well, no. And so, at you know, around that time was like, you got me time. Yeah. So normally, like, no one's ever called the song You Got Me. They just always say, oh, I love that Erica Badu song. Yeah, sure. Right. And so, you know, just naturally, I'm just, you know, cutting to the chase. Like, okay, well, she, she loves You Got Me. Thank you. I appreciate it. And so I'm trying to say that, no, 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 no. Okay, I get it. You think that we sing Sick and Tired. But what you don't know is that we actually have notoriety as well. And we're, you know, I have a Grammy and all this stuff. And what's weird was like this one Asian dude, it, like it was something out of out of a, a sitcom. Like <laughs> the extras that you would see on the sitcom community, like it was a, it was an Indian guy, <laughs> an Asian guy, and like two white guys, like random on rescue. Like no, 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 you, this guy's legendary. He's yeah. we, we went to see them last night at the House of Blues. No, 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 no. Which really wasn't helping my case because of the dweebiness of the situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it was just like, ah, I never heard of y'all. You lucky I can't, you know, you lucky I can't, uh, like, basically, she was trying to punish me for accepting a gift, thinking that I thought that, you know, she thought that I was somebody, so. You should have just said, aw, nah. (laughs) 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 No, man, this is, so it's, it's always been like that, so. You know, from that in the beginning, and then, like, something really strange happened around, like, 2007 when we started uh, doing Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And then suddenly, like, anyone under the age of six knew who we were. <laughs> like, you, you sings your favorite song, Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah, man. And so then, like, I was elated because by that point, like, little two-year-olds weren't crying at the sight of me, like, before, but now they were, like, (laughs) happy to see me. But then suddenly, like, once Fallon started, then it's, like, a way older demographic. Like, you know it's bad when, like, the local police officer's like, hey, hey, what's (laughs) up, how you doing? Like, I was like, oh, wow. Like, one... (laughs) One of the rare times I caught uh, a train uh, to the job, like I had overslept, and I think. Um, yeah, the fastest way to commute is is underground. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm not a subway guy. Like I always uh, take my 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 car to work. Yeah. And um, but this is one of them things where I think like we were backing up like Christopher Cross or something like, mm. or Ma- Michael McDonald's, like someone like of that level of importance. Yep. And I had 20 minutes to get to 30 rocks. So I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to run and get the train. And, um, you know, okay, so when I, whenever I uh, either walk to work or to, like speed walk or whatever, um, one of the things I always do is I erase 
I raced the first four songs on America's Most Wanted by Ice Cube. So by the time I get to what they hidden for, I should reach my destination. <laughs> like that's my twenty minutes thing. So I start at the beginning and then I race. So you know, Ice Cube was like loud in my um, headphones. And I'm at the train platform, and like four officers approached me. You know, instantly I started getting like yeah. PTSD. Like yeah. oh no, yeah. like it was traumatizing. Yeah. And the guy walked, you know, walked up. Huh? Hey, officer. And he was like, Yo, man. We just want to say we're really big fans, and I, I was like, "Oh God!" Like I didn't know. How to, <laughs> I was like, "I'm at this place in my life now where like I'm no longer a, a threat to the establishment. Like yeah. I became the establishment, but now it's like you know when parents meet us, it's they're excited, and the kids are like, "Who are these guys?" <laughs> so. um, Amir, uh, for the last uh, about a year, Jeff and I have been working on this. Um, this travel podcast and and you are definitely uh when we get to recording this going to be our first guest because you have the most miles out of i mean anybody we can even think of right (laughs) and and so uh and one of our favorite memories uh being around you happened at a at an airport we were coming back from south by southwest um Mm -hmm. you, you were on our flight back and i happened to be sitting uh like two rows behind you. Yeah, it was like caddy corner. Yeah, and so I could see across the aisle that you had pulled up your Serato. You put on like Wall Street and uh, the and, movie. Yeah, the movie, and you weren't even watching it. You were just right. <laughs> you were just right, right in your Serato. And uh, if people out there don't know, there's there's two different decks, and you can like line up all your playlists on either side or whatever. But you right. had you had one song on the right hand side that was that was just sticking there. And on the other side, it was like three million songs, and you're just going through. And I was like, I wonder I'm what. I'm lefty. Well, I was I was curious as to what was going on, and then I was like, why is that one song on the right, and what is that one song? And I swear to God, it was Weird Al Yankovic, "Eat It," and I was just what? like, I was like, that is the strangest thing. And by the way, <laughs> but we always thought it was like the greatest thing that "Eat It" was just on the on the right hand side, not going anywhere. I'm a, you you want to know something funny? Yeah. All right. Do you know what I was doing? No idea. I have no idea. If okay, so even though I don't specifically remember that, okay, I, I if I was watching Wall Street, we were either on Delta or yeah, it was Delta. Delta. It was Delta. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny that I know which which airlines <laughs> show yeah. which movies. <laughs> no, it's it's funny. Wall Street and Moonstruck are one of those two films that. I might have committed to see, but I don't pay attention. And then, like, either I fall asleep. So I always keep Wall Street on. I instantly knew it was a Delta flight when you said Wall Street. <laughs> I always keep it on, hoping that, you know, in the five-minute increments that I pay attention, that that'll count as one full-time that I've seen it. What you saw me doing was, like, some CSI-level preparation okay so jay-z hired me to dj his oscar uh the gold party one day after like literally 364 days before the party wow so i had went to they've, they've thrown three of these parties and i went to the second one after the oscars right yep and so uh, I hit him up like, "Come on, dog! Like, 
like you know East Coast ain't got no love for Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg when's my turn he's like oh you you wanna do it I said yeah dog he's like alright and then I thought like yeah, he's just bullshitting me like whatever and so um sure enough the next day uh they booked me for next year like this was 2019 yeah they booked me for next year and now the pressure is on. So my my previous situations now the reason why I really wanted to do this party was because I wanted to redeem myself. But it was almost like I was in my own head. There was no redemption needed, but the first time that I DJed in front of Jay uh was like a, I think it was the the eve of like our game theory record release party. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I think if you Google like one of the one of the, if you Google like Questlove Jay Z photo, chances are that photo will come up where he's like in the DJ booth watching me. But it's like it's a disaster. Like <laughs> it was like one of the needles was messed up and wasn't reading Serato right. So like, that, by the way, you're that, exactly right. That's the first thing that shows up when, when you Google you guys. Right. I was about to say like, there's probably like only like four photos of us on, <laughs> on the internet and that's one of them. So that was a mess. So then the second time I DJed and they were in proximity, um, Solange was having, uh, kind of a Bon Voyage Brooklyn party and she was about to move to New Orleans. Yes. So she hired me to DJ. And um I think I think her mom, Miss Tina, had made the joke made a joke about like, well, if I know all these songs, then he can't be that good. These are old songs. And will someone tell him who my son-in-law is and tell him to play something from this century at least? Wow. wow like wow. that sort of thing. So I was like, ah, oh, man. I mean, she a- does love a good unset- joke. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, no, no. But it was like, <laughs> in my mind, I was like, damn, I failed again. <laughs> so then the third time was Solange's wedding. And that was a bust because I think Solange... Uh, had broke out in hives and had to be rushed to the emergency room right after like right after they left um damn the 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 chapel like so right after i do and they took that little like bike ride took all the photos (laughs) yeah then she broke out in hives and had to you know run to the hospital so i was basically djing for like a captive audience of like (laughs) Like, and mind you, like, I was like, all right, I'm going to kill this one. There ain't no way she's going to complain now. And the thing was, is that Tina Knowles and um, uh, her husband, uh, he's a famous person. Yeah, uh, Lawson. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard? Yeah, I was say, yeah Richard Lawson. Lawson's dad. Yeah, yeah. Bianca Lawson's dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like, those two came in while like I was playing to like 23 people but the place <laughs> should have been like five the place should have been like 300 people so and they're like oh the guy from like, Nappy Roots come on like yeah but it was like a low energy and then you know nobody was there like for all my good tricks like all my look mono hands like I was doing all these dope mixes that I, I've been planning 
and to to nobody like it was the tree that it was the dj gig that fell in the forest and nobody heard it <laughs> you were doing like crab scratches and like you know <laughs> yeah, I, was, yeah, I was killing it just for like the, the weight staff <laughs> and then you know like and then like jay came in like come on man let's turn it up like you know what you doing and i'm like well i played all the good songs like you guys are late and- <laughs> Come on, man! You you got some race women like this, is like when race like no flex zone first came out, oh, yeah. and all that stuff, and and so oh man, it was a dis- so I was like depressed. <laughs> I was just like, yo, man, it's a jinx. Anytime, <laughs> anytime that anyone named Carter or Knowles hires you for a DJ gig, disaster happens. Yeah. So don't do it no more. So this time around, I was like, I gotta redeem myself because I don't want them thinking that I'm a whack DJ, right? So literally CSI <laughs> levels, CSI levels of like, I mean, I am, it starts with one record. And for me, it's like, what one record, what five records can blend with this one record perfectly? And so you, you ever see those like, uh, like think of like Sounds of the Lambs where like the investigator has like all the photos on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. With the, the yarn. Yeah. yeah. The yarn leading to this, like trying to solve the mystery. Like that was, that was, <laughs> it was like a beautiful mind. Yeah. Like, I was, I, I spent a year trying to craft like my version of that, of the Joker's like, wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> yeah. Type of, <laughs> DJ gig. So, what you probably saw me doing <laughs> was maybe I think maybe at the end of the day, I only sourced I don't know maybe like six songs that whole trip. Like it would be my thing was like at the end of the week I need another ten songs of perfection, and that means like I had to comb through about eighty thousand songs oh before I decided. God what the final combination was. And when I did it... Did you just play I, all Ray Schremmer's songs? No, he played Weird Al, eat yeah. it. It's <laughs> <laughs> on repeat. No, you, gotta, you gotta go through that stuff. Like, you gotta, like, you gotta tag your songs, you gotta make sure they're the right BPMs, you gotta know what keys they're in, you gotta know if there's a bridge in the middle so that maybe that bridge can lead you to another song in that key. Like, it, it was me trying to solve a 100,000 piece puzzle uh in a year oh my and God. and when i did the gig when i did the gig i don't i don't know if i call it a tantric dj gig or whatever <laughs> you just All played I the police say, <laughs> no i'm just saying that it, <laughs> no i'm just saying that that it was like at first it was like oh man that's my song oh that's my song and then it went to whoa he killing it then it went to oh wait he's trying to kill us <laughs> and then it went to like it went to then it wasn't funny anymore then it was like wait this is this is art like he's 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 telling a story here with music and mm. the history of music and 100 years of music like it was literally like no like from Benny Goodman all the way to like whatever like you know uh party next door's joint was like yeah. literally trying to connect the dots to that so that's probably what you saw <laughs> did jay have anything to say after it or no um i mean he was he was shocked i mean it was it was 
I was shocked. That's how it was. It was so good. I was shocked. I was like, but yeah. I don't know how to. I don't know how to describe it. Like it was probably if there was ever like a, a, a if, when history is shown, like oh, Amir's best performances. <laughs> if if there's ever a Amir's best performances ever, yeah, like, I assure you that night. Will will be talked about. Well, Amir, let me ask you this. Um, I'm sure that you've like like we have. I mean, we've seen you in the comments, so I know you've been there. You've been watching these mm-hmm. these versus Instagram battles. How would you rank your top three battles from that collection, and why? You mean in in seeing the the battles on versus? Yes. Yeah. What like in terms of your experience? What were your top three so far? Um. Okay, so I came aboard quasi late. Okay, I was there in the very beginning. If you remember the very first one with with Tim and Swiss. Oh, 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 that. Oh, that one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my fault, my fault. Well, I saw one with Just Blaze versus. uh... Wait, didn't Just Blaze go? He he went against Swiss. Yeah, and then he also went on tour with Alchemist. Yeah. Okay, so I saw that one. And I was like, oh, okay, this is dope. It's not bad. It's cool. It's right. cool. Um, and then I wasn't aware that this was happening until the the songwriters one. Um, oh, with Jonte Austin, yeah, and Neo. Right, and then like all the memes and the, and the comedy <laughs> that ensued. Oh, oh, no, you're talking about the, Sean Garrett. Yeah, Sean Garrett. <laughs> yes. Okay, that one, Sean Garrett. And so I was there for the primo. And RZA. Uh, RZA one. And you know what's weird about the Primo RZA join is, you know, for, first of all, I mean, Primo is, you know, a, a very cordial, you know. Yes. A, very, you know, he's he's an upstanding fella. Yes. He's yeah. a great guy. But it's so weird because with RZA... I think RZA had the slight advantage only because RZA did RZA played joints that I just forgot about. Mm. Like I forgot about Motherless Child. Mm. So when he played it, I was like, "Yeah!" <laughs> did you forget Whereas, about Gravel Pit? <laughs> yo, man, I was like, "Come on, dog, no, no Gravel Pit." <laughs> At least don't act like you like Gravel Pit. You know? Um, no, no, but it's just that I, I forgot about, I, I totally forgot about like three or four of them joints that RZA played that I just forgot about them and to hear them decade, you know, hear them later, I was like, yo, that's incredible. But by far, by far my favorite one. Like, and I posted this. Teddy Riley and Babyface are my favorite sitcom ever. Yo, did you know that either one of them was as petty as they could be? (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, some... On the low, Face face is a comedian, but kind of like... But he doesn't mean it, and that's what makes him a great comedian was it, 
he really wasn't trying to snort. Like, oh, that's cute. Like, <laughs> you remember? You remember the first time around when he was like, oh yeah, I like that little dance he did. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the show. <laughs> no, he was being sincere. Yo. But it's just you know, the one thing. The one thing I'm mad that Face didn't do. Face is probably the world's greatest Michael Jackson imitator. Mm, oh my God! Yeah. And to hear him, and and it's a very specific era of Michael Jackson, right? Uh, you know, like Mike at 42, 43, mm-hmm. 44, like that <laughs> that era of Michael Jackson. Um, no, to me, the comedy that ensued with you know, okay, were you guys able to watch on their feed, or did you have to watch another way? We watched on their feed. Yeah. I know you were broadcasting it from yours, like yeah, because half the world on some like Inception why. shit. Yeah, because like <laughs> it, it got it like it froze after like five hundred thousand people or something. Yeah, we were in yeah, there. Yeah, it froze wh- people out. So yeah. actually, like I felt like the bootleg T-shirt guy at a, <laughs> at a rap. Company. Yeah, exactly. Like, whenever you go to like Madison Square Garden, <laughs> and you see like B2K uh, bootleg <laughs> T-shirts. That was me. That was my job. <laughs> So, but no, I, I, you know, I'm enjoying it. It's my dream. I, I think the 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 thing the thing that I want to see though is that I didn't realize that it's just a sound clash. Right. You play yeah. your record. Now, Jimmy Jam has suggested something that he be with, and that is like, say if it were Ellie and Babyface versus Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yeah. But Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis have to play all L.A. Babyface songs, and ba- L.A. Babyface have to play all Jimmy Jam Terry Lewis songs. That's pretty good. See, but then do you like throw the match intentionally? You're like, oh, look at this garbage <laughs> that they created. No, but, but then, but then that led me down a further rabbit hole. Like, I, I'm I'm like we Bay Jif all all over. <laughs> like, so then I thought, yo, why don't motherfuckers do like, like uh like poker so say if like so say if you get okay so say for the cats that don't have a catalog that deep so say if you gathered a room of like all right let's put like black milk mm-hmm. knife wonder mm-hmm. um i mean we can even put veterans like eric sermon dj quick so yeah. say if you you had like five five dudes right and but their thing is is that don't you can't don't play your catalog you gotta play like your work so I wanna see a situation where like Black Milk has his 500 beats ready and say like Tall Black Guy or Stro Elliott or uh, Kareem Riggins you know what I'm saying like beat makers just go and play poker that way so like one guy plays his round and then the other guy has to go in his arsenal to play his round and then we decide as a jury like who won that round that'd be like, hard i actually i saw i was watching um ninth was doing a live uh late one night it was probably like two o'clock in the morning and i saw like swiss beats is going live with ninth wonder and i was like oh that's interesting and so swiss jumped in there to be like yo we're gonna do one now where you cook up some samples on the spot and just blaze cooks up some samples on the spot and we go back and forth and ninth was just like well how are we going to do this is there a time limit what's our like sample bank like what are what are we using and swiss 
like he does sort of makes it seem like, well, you know, all the answers are, are there and everything is already set and it's going to be easy. <laughs> Just play it. I know, yeah. <laughs> um, would you be there for, for that kind of competition as well? That's what I initially thought the John was. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a thing of like, you know, you come to you come to the table with at least twenty beats that you already cooked up, and then perhaps like someone pulls out a mystery sample. That's the shit. We one of one of my favorite moments ever. I, and you probably heard this story before. Um, back when uh, me Dilla and James Poyser were working on Commons Like Water for Chocolate album. Mm-hmm. There'd be times where we'd be frozen, we'd be like uh, snowed out in Detroit, and sometimes would have to just you know stay at my Duke's crib, like Dilla's house mm-hmm. in, in Detroit, and try to catch like an afternoon flight out or something like that. So one night while we were snowed in, it was me, uh, Frank from Frank and Dank, mm-hmm. Dilla. And I believe was proof there. It was either proof or dank, mm. but I believe it was proof because no one could shit talk like proof did. <laughs> and at that time, I was just like, "All right, you know, you know this guy." Like the one thing Dilla hated was like that sort of fan worship thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've always had that shit for him from the day I met him. <laughs> Like, I always knew, I always tagged, in my iTunes, I tag it, Dilla is God. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there's no doubt about it as a beat maker. And so, but back then, it was just like, just to gain his trust. Like, you just have to be chill and just not bring that up, not make him uncomfortable. Right. So, one time, uh, they talked about, like, uh, you know, we could do the Olympic joint. And I was like, what's the Olympic joint? <laughs> and there's this thing where, like, the two beat makers would have five minutes to make a beat using the records given to them by, you know, the, the remaining people in the room. And so I was like, well, that's unfair. Cause you know what records Dilla wants. It was like, <laughs> no, no, you, you choose whatever you want. And I was like, I could choose the records. He's like, yeah. So then I was like, all right. So I purposely chose, this is a lesson that I learned that I'll never forget. I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm gonna choose. I'm gonna choose Chuck Brown and the Soul Searchers' uh, joint called "Athlete's Roach Clip" because at that time that breakbeat was like, with the exception of Rock Kim rhyming over it for Peyton Full. Yeah, it was basically like, ah oh, man, that's the PM Dorn breakbeat. Right, or, oh, right. That's yeah, the Millie Vanilli breakbeat. Yeah, like, yeah. You know that break. That's EMF, unbelievable. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I want you to take Ashley's Roach Clip. And this this uh, this Johnny this Johnny Mathis record. Now, let me see what you can do. And the, the, they start the clock at five minutes. Motherfucker was done in like two minutes. <laughs> and the shit was gangster as fuck. It oh. sounded like it was hard as shit. I was like, yo. So then by round four, and you know he's like demolishing me. Then I was like, all right, I got a record you can't flip. And I was just like, nah. You just choose one join. I went to go get Rick James's uh, Street Songs album mm. and told him, I said, Flip. I said, it, I said, first, I was like, nah, Flip Super Freak. I was like, no, no, no. I said, that's unfair because nobody can make no shit out of that. I was wrong. Yeah, right, too. right. Yep, yep. <laughs> and I was like, 
Yo, flip Rick James, give it to me, baby. Because in my mind, I'm thinking the last time I heard that shit used was Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, I'm All That. Mm. And I was like, all right, (laughs) you you ain't going to make this sound good, so this is going to be funny to watch. And he struggled. He struggled past five minutes, but he was like, ah, just give me like two more minutes. And I was like, wait, you got, you have something of substance? He's like, yeah, I got a little something, but you know, it, it'll do. And yo, when he played that shit, I was like, yo, you really are the greatest beat maker of all. He wound up making Commons doing it. Man. And that's when I learned, like, yo. Like that level of sport is is a gift. So that's what I initially thought that versus was. Yeah, I thought it was that. But you know, I mean, I I, I would love to see that man. Yeah, you know, um, whatever keeps creativity up, I'm for that. Amir, uh, for our last sort of like you know question, I guess I, I wanted. Oh, to, I got I got I got, I got, I got one more. Okay, yeah. So then run. But yeah, yeah, take it down. Um, I ain't got nothing to do but quarantine. I'm in a, a Volkswagen <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, so you we, you invited us to your birthday uh, this year, which was you took over a movie theater in Brooklyn, and That's you right, yep. for the entire day had screenings of different things, and there were there were food uh, courses that like paired up with what we were watching. So, for instance, yep. there was cartoons and cereal in the morning. Uh, we yep. watched um, Coming to America, and you had it uh, catered by McDowell's. You <laughs> I had, had to make a McDowell, yeah, the a McDowell's menu. Uh, yeah. The fir- yeah, the first showing was, uh, well, yeah, we did cartoons and cartoons and cereal, courtesy of uh, uh, the Spoons, Tunes, and Booze uh, folks, which is great, right? Yeah, and then we did uh, Coming to America, which was. Uh, catered uh like mcdowell sat uh style yep and then we showed uh the harder they come yep uh the 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 class the jimmy cliff uh outlaw reggae uh classic uh with uh miss lilies yeah yeah with yeah. like uh west west indian uh uh jamaican food and then we showed uh goodfellas after that that was yeah we goodfellas goodfellas we had a uh 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 a seven course meal uh, prepared based on the foods that they were eating in, in Goodfellas. Right. So when they were eating, you were also eating what they were eating on, on screen. And then there yes. was another thing uh, with Deez and Marrow at night. But anyway, so all that to say, it was yes. a super extravagant uh, idea for a birthday. Not in like terms of like how, how much it cost, but I'm saying like just the experience. And so I was wondering what is if if that's not like the most like you've done for your birthday, what is that is absolutely <laughs> the most I've ever done. Well, last year was good too. I had a murder mystery at my house. Whoa! But yeah, I I did not know that there were traveling. There's there's a troop. <laughs> have you ever done? Have you ever done? Um, well, you've heard of Sleep No More. Yes, correct? yeah, yes, heard of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I was saying to a friend like, "Wow, which." I could have this experience elsewhere. And they were like, well, they, the original cast, like they, like the original OG sleep no more crew decided that they were going to parlay like a at home sleep no more, that, that sort of thing. Um, so last year I had uh, a murder mystery at my house where 
uh, I invite about 30 or 40 people over and uh, 10 people that I didn't know. And then suddenly we had to all figure out like who murdered or killed who based on teams and whatnot. And invest- it was like the best shit ever. That is so. wild. That's yeah. awesome. Um, you are the most prolific human being that, that we know. You have a million jobs. Um, you know, Tonight Show, The Roots, books, you know, TV, mm-hmm. film, all that. Uh, we know that you're working on uh, a documentary with our friend Joseph Patel about the Harlem Cultural Festival. Is this yep. is this time now where you are, you know, just living within these four walls, a a boon for you or is it a complication or how does it affect like that specific job? Well, it's here's the here's the thing. Um, I thought my world was going to come to a screeching halt and all I was going to do was sleep and do nothing, which the world's been begging to happen for me. But yeah. No, this this is now opened way more doors than I ever knew could happen. That's awesome. Um, as far as the movie's concerned, um, we're still able to work on it. Like my editor, you know, I'll say that 75% of the movie is complete. Um, there are seven crucial interviews that I need that were about to happen the week that the quarantine went into effect. So, yeah, that happened. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, even as of now, even as of now, the film is kind of releasable, but, you know, the cherry, the cherry on top with the situation uh, would be... Uh, obviously conversation with Stevie Wonder, which yeah. we were planning we were planning on. That was not the phone call to your live set uh like a couple Jesus weeks ago. Jesus <laughs> Christ. That that could have happened at a better and the funny thing was you could see Joseph Patel in the comments saying, Tell him about the movie. <laughs> Tell him about the movie <laughs> But uh yeah, that that was that was like one of the greatest moments of my life to have him just yeah. whole call me. Like I that. think it's beautiful too that it was recorded and everyone can like you know watch it and you can have it live forever. Dog, I you know that that's one of the fun yeah you know, greatest moments of my life. Like I'm really, I think I feel bad that I'm having so much fun because I I actually I love DJ. Yeah. Like I love talking about music and DJing and all that stuff. So for me, like this is like my dream right now but no i'm 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 dj now more than ever before like as soon as i hang up with you guys uh i think i'm doing a set tonight for the earth day people very cool um earth day people isn't and, that like everybody <laughs> yeah i'm so yeah, just, <laughs> just a certain sect of people that believe in science <laughs> well oh well yeah that, that is there is definitely a divide in terms of people who do and do not so yeah yeah, I don't. I don't know how that's going to work in Georgia, man. Oh like, I, my I got God. friends down there. Same. That, that that's scaring me a little bit. Um, yeah. So I mean, between that, um, there's another film opportunity about to happen um, that uh, I'm working on. Um, I'm working on probably the best thing is I'm I'm working on my my sixth book right now. Oh, and I I think. Okay, I'll. 
this is the most that I've ever said about what I'm writing on. So you guys kind of have an exclusive. Okay, player always gets mad when I get <laughs> to anybody but them. Right. Um, I think this is the definitive music book that you guys wanted me to write all alone. Well, so goddamn. This isn't. This isn't like my journey in music or how music correlates with food or how to be creative and make music. This is just like this is this is this is my bible of music. This and is Benny Goodman. That's right. To All the way to party. Door. This yeah. is Benny Goodman to party next door. Right? Um Amir, before we let you go, yes. um we love SNL just like you love SNL. We love uh you know 30 Rock and all the history that's there just like you do. Um, can you talk about uh, the life um, and the unfortunate passing of Hal Wilner? Dog, man. Dude, man. That's – this shit became super real to me when Hal passed by, man, because it's like, you know, where – when people ask, like – even now they'll ask, like, okay, are, it's 10 years now. Like, do you like it? Do you not like it? Like, you know. And I'm trying to tell y'all, man, like, this is 30, like, for every comedy nerd to to be at 30 Rock, like, and I call it 30 Rock University, like, yeah. that's, that's what it is. Like, the, the one thing that I've not been able to do, that I've been begging Higgins to let me do, <laughs> is to sit, like, I asked him, like, yo, can I be an intern? I want to sit in on a pitch. And, oh, my God. I mean Higgins is with it, but you know, just like Lauren Lauren get a little freaked out. You yeah, know, sure. Whatnot. So Lauren just you know I I don't want to rock the boat there. Right. But with how man, it's like that dude it it didn't hit me it didn't hit me until his passing. I always had a question and this is and this is very weird enough that uh the two times that we were musical guests, we were like the backing band of someone else. Mm -hmm. So, um, the first time that we did it, we were on the show with Busta Rhymes, uh, and he was promoting, um, uh, what's the album after, uh, I think Anarchy. Mm. Um, and the second time we were on that show, weird enough, our host uh, was that guy on Pennsylvania Avenue? Oh really? my God! He was the host. Oh my yeah. God! And um, what's what's strange is that uh, that he's in the he White House. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> no, this this was this was in uh, I believe 2003, and took to the Maytals were the music guests and Toots wanted the Roots and Bootsy Collins to be his band. Wow, wow. And the whole time I was like, yo, this is such a random lineup. <laughs> like, who would organize like a song with Toots the Maytals and Gwen Stefani and also uh, Bootsy Collins and the Roots? Who would, who would do this? And I didn't realize until when I'm reading his uh, final obituary that you know, he was still producing and organizing records. Like I knew that I knew about his history with uh, all these compilations and you know all all of these box sets. Yeah, 
that came out. But once I realized, like, oh, he's the one that, like, sort of put the, these ideas together. And I didn't realize that he brought brought me to, like, because being on SNL was like a dream for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, but every, every time I see him in the hallways. And, you know, he was also a part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame committee. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we talk in the hallways beforehand, like, who do you got this year? Uh, you know, I'm going to go for Shaka again. Who, what about you, man? He's like, ah, oh, man, you, know, you got to get Jay Giles band. Mm. Like, we would just always, always talk about music. And he would always have, like, some weird, like, a, 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 some weird, obscure, like, uh, African recording that I never knew about or just he was always up on his music knowledge man and that's i'm gonna miss that the most like working with higgins as a comedy historian and working with hal just like as a music historian man that was like definitely a a highlight of me working at 30 rock university man so that that guy's going to be missed yeah well rest in peace to a real musical genius and uh listen amir thank you so much for this uh we love you i'm sad it's under these circumstances (laughs) like yeah no exactly and uh we look forward to when we can all congregate once again and hopefully see you real soon uh amir take care of yourself we'll talk to you and play some eat it tonight yeah (laughs) yes i'm gonna play weird al yankovic just for you guys (laughs) all right take care (laughs) All right, peace, peace. Jeff, let's get on the phone now with our friend, Kimberly Drew. Boop, beep, boop, 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 boom, boom. Hello. Kimberly! (laughs) How are you? (laughs) I'm very good. How are you? We're we're doing all right. It's funny. Someone just texted and said, like, hey, how are you guys doing? Are you sane? And I'm like, do I respond back, like, all capital letters, like, we lost Jeff. "Ah, It's all a panic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? No, everyone's like, how are you doing? And I just keep responding, I am doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, that's I, it. I don't know. Like, we're inside all day, you know? Every day's the same. Not sure, you know, how to yeah, report but it's on like, this. It's crazy how it's like every day is the same, but every minute is different. Yes. Literally, I've never felt more susceptible to everything ever in my life. Well, you, I think one of our favorite things of this quarantine has been the fact that you have lost things while in quarantine. <laughs> Um, I honestly like shit that I don't even need like my hairbrush where I'm like for what for <laughs> who? why am I grooming but do, it's gone Kimberly, like I use it one day and it's gone do you get dressed up for zooms or do you get you know uh, like into costume or anything for if there's a birthday party because Jeff and I have definitely at the last second changed into suits for a friend's yes. birthday party you know <laughs> you kind of have to like I, I think that there's like two types of quarantiners who are like I'm going to wear sweats all day and that makes me cool. And I'm like, for my mental health, I have to get dressed. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Or make your bed or, you know, live a somewhat normal life. You can life. do both. You don't have to do or. You know, I'm saying and or. And yeah. or. Um, Kimberly. I mean, and is really overachieving. <laughs> Just so we're clear. Like, it's either like I put on a ball gown in my kitchen or I'm making my bed. <laughs> um, Kimberly, uh, first of all, um, we were uh, introduced to you uh, a few years ago, and like right off the bat, you were like, "You know what? I am presently working at the uh, at the Met, and should mm-hmm. you ever want a personalized tour, you are more than welcome to t- 
take me up on that. And we were like, are you serious? And you're like, yes. And you were so kind in inviting uh, myself, Jeff, our brother Dan, our Aunt Jane, and our mom to come through uh, first thing in the morning at the Met while you were working there. And you took us around on a private tour. And it was so meaningful. So thank you for that. Um, of course. In, in these days now... Um, you left the Met like a year ago, I think. Um, you've been doing a lot of really cool stuff since then. But in these days now where institutions are starting to uh, crumble all around us, and that's the federal mm. government, certainly, but also a lot of these big museums are letting people go. A lot of, um, you know, the Metropolitan Opera is looking like it, I believe, let everyone go. It's things that you could count on in the arts um, are no longer uh, standing, right? How do you feel about that, and how can we uh, help the people who are behind uh, the best parts of the institution? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question, and it's it's kind of twofold, right? So I think that there's one part where it's really, really, really super important for anyone who lives in any community, which is all of us, to think about supporting your local institutions, that museum that you love to go to, that botanical garden. Um, make sure that you're giving, if you can, a donation of any size that you can to their general funds because that money is really, really needed right now. Um, and then in terms of helping each other, I think we're in an interesting crossroads. So like, I think it was maybe two weeks ago, MoMA furloughed all of their museum educators. Mm. And so there's a lot of impacts and hits that are coming to the arts community at different levels. I just saw a petition today on change.org that was calling to institutions and specifically to um, director roles to consider doing a lot like what you see in like the tech world where perhaps the director will take a pay cut or forgo payment for a year because a lot of people who are on the lower end of the earning spectrum and institutions are being let go or furloughed in this moment. And it's really, really um, it's such a shame because they are the backbone of these institutions. For sure. Isn't the crazy thing that it's just like all money is made up and like the whole, the <laughs> yeah. whole thing, like yes. the, everything that like that America is, it's just like, oh, you can cut like a trillion dollar check and just like keep us going for the next few months. Right. Or they won't. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Or yeah, when it comes down to it, it's, it's, I don't know. It's a weird thing. I mean, you even see with like, um, I forget what the word is for it, but like this whole stimulus moment where it's like, yeah, they're cutting these huge cuts for like multi-million dollar, like monopoly money businesses. And then everyone else kind of gets pennies. And it's like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a really confusing time. But one thing I will say, speaking of money, there is an incredible fund that was started by probably like 20 different arts funding organizations um, directly imp um, serving artists. So it's artistrelief.org. Um, if dope. artists are out listening and want to get in on that um, to get some support right now, I think they're giving out like $5,000 discretionary wow. um, emergency funds to artists. Wow. So there's a, there's a lot of really good work that's being done, but the arts are really... Like I think of all the creative industries, it's so sad to see the industry that I most wholeheartedly belong to really really taking a hit right now yeah i think a uh a big a big thing on our minds have been uh community and culture um lately and how to keep those alive and i think that that goes you know with obviously the big museums but also down to like the clubs that you like to go to you know like things mm -hmm. that actually keep culture alive and right now 
it's it's hard to imagine culture. There is nothing but quarantine news. You know, there's not like, you know, an award show to sort of get your mind off of things. Like we resort now to Instagram lives and battles, which are awesome and great. And you see how people are like taking culture and moving it into a new place. Where are you getting, you know, your high from right now? Where do you like uplift yourself and feel good about something? Yeah, that's a great question. I think all of us need to be asking that question because it's not all news. Like I go on full week binges, no news. I'm in a news week right now, um, but I've been really trying to keep a safe distance just for my brain. Yeah. Um, but but one of the things that I love a lot, I don't really love. Okay, so I want to also get y'all's take on the IG battles. But yes. <laughs> before we get into that, um, I'm not super into like, okay, this is a controversial opinion. Yes. I don't feel good watching like Questlove or D Nice DJ as good as I feel as if I'm watching like if I'm in a Zoom rave and I'm watching DJs that I know and love personally and then maybe there's like a party camera and I see other people who are moving around because the thing that I miss the most about music culture and club culture and all of that is the people who are there like it's cool and amazing that like these DJs are like, especially with D nice, cause he's just like a legend and like deserves this attention. Sure. Um, and is doing it for a good cause. But at the same time, it's just kind of like impersonal almost. Mm-hmm. It's like great. Michelle Obama's in the chat, like fucking dope. But like being able to see, you know, the poppy juice DJs or Maya Monez or any from anyone from disc woman, like seeing those DJs or Jubilee, like yeah. to tune in and be able to, see them I'm like okay this is how I'm going to survive and these are the people that I want to see on the other side yeah I think um in regards to uh the D nice one specifically and not to be like those guys who were like we were there when there were like a few people there but we we were all <laughs> but only only because a friend of ours had said on Twitter he was like yo everyone in D nice is live right now feels like the old Def Jam building at 825 Worldwide Plaza. And so we were like, oh, and we jumped in there and we saw or whatever, like saw the comments from all of our friends who work behind the scenes of a certain era. Right. And so Mm -hmm. for us to be in there and shout people out just by text and have them shout us out back, you know, and it's it's people that that most, you know, of our listeners out there haven't heard of. Right. And people who just do like the dirty work of marketing or uh, A&R work or whatever. And they're all back there. But to, and this is a weekend or something like that to the quarantine, to be able to have that connection, that felt good. That felt like But that's you what were, Kimberly's point is. Right, that, right, that right. She has that same personal connection. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Na- but that's now, the thing that's what's so good about this moment is like, or not to cut you off, but like it's, yeah, it's like there's something lost when it's so big. Yeah. Yeah. So it felt, it felt better in those first days with that connection than it did. And look, again, like all props to to D-Nice and everything he's doing over there and all the people who get something out of that. For, yes, for me, absolutely incredible. For me, it wasn't the same. And it was like, oh yeah, I mean, that, that's cool that like celebrities are here, but it, it wasn't the same. When Joe Biden entered the, <laughs> the room, <laughs> that shit shut down. I was, um, but like, I... I I'm curious how like Zoom raves feel, because I, I um I haven't been invited to any first of all, oh. so like I I don't know what that's like, but I imagine that it's much more fun to see other people reacting to the music in a visual way, as opposed yeah. to this very static. I'm enjoying this music and let me type it. <laughs> right. You know, like this right. is a song I like. You know, like it, that's it, my jam. Yeah, like fire <laughs> emoji. You know, like I yeah. I think that it's 
it it sort of takes out the physical yeah from I, it kimberly we're we're the type of guys you know us uh you know we'll go out to a lot of things uh but we're also we're we're indoor boys you know like we're, we're sort of like <laughs> we'll lay back and uh we don't need to go to everything but more and more i do miss that aspect of things you know of going to a club of being near people of sweating of like even like taking the subway and being close to people i i very much miss that right or even like okay so the ig live battles right yeah i watched i probably watched three or four of them um but even thinking about like the way that i miss people where i'm like yo you know it'd be fucking dope to like see that and then like what is a subway ride home after that yeah you yeah know? yeah like when you're like taking that trip back from like whatever concert you've gone to and like you have bonded with every person who also saw their favorite music artist that yes night. yeah 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 or even just standing outside with people after the concert you know that mm-hmm. we've had a lot of great nights just like standing for hours talking with people after a show it, it is that's man that's what this, I miss. Is, this is like leaving this conversation i want to be like man like being inside sucks. <laughs> well, like, on, on, on the other hand, on the other hand, fuck all the people. Isn't it trash? Yeah. But on the other hand, fuck all the people who are like throwing that out and going to, you know, to a governor's mansion outside of, uh, you know, Lansing, Michigan or something like that and fucking, you know, congregating against, you know, the yeah, whole. Shouting in the windows and saying, you know, let us work or yeah, whatever. Fuck all of that. Like, bring back yeah. capitalism. I would much rather be inside than do that. But anyway. Yes. But yeah. I'm just saying that, like, I miss. I miss those very small things that I haven't thought about. The ones that you guys both just mentioned yeah. where it's just like, you know, yes, I miss concerts, but I, but I miss that feeling after the concert. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. like I, yeah. it, it's so granular, like all these tiny things and you're just like, fuck, like <laughs> all I do is I come out to my living room and then just like have a phone call and like, that's my high. Well, Kimberly, yeah. how often? But there is something really, sorry. There is something that's really so special about this moment though, too, because like, a few weeks ago, I was in this 24-hour Zoom rave, first of all. Wow. Holy um, shit. Wow. Wait, yes. why are you getting invited? Why am I not getting invited <laughs> to any of these places? I was going to say, I was like, I, I can send you guys Zoom raves. Like, <laughs> I, I love them. So there's one tonight that's run by this um, incredible collective down in Miami called Masisi. And like, P- Tiger Paws DJing, Maya's DJing. Like, there's such good DJs on the lineup for it. But I will say, nothing beats going to the quote-unquote club, but you're in bed. Right. Oh, you know, I fuck like, with that. Yeah. Like, wait, yeah, you- like, as someone who also loves the cozy, like, I don't <laughs> have to go anywhere and I get all of the same things. Are you <laughs> still in a ballroom gown? <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, I'm trying to plan my look for tonight. <laughs> um, like, I, I zoomed from the bathtub, lot, like, a few weeks ago. Like, did it's you really? very, I'm, there's levels. Was that a business Zoom? (laughs) (laughs) It was a party Zoom. It was a party Zoom, but I was trying to like thirst trap for the masses. There you go. That's that's the that's the joy of it. Uh, Kimberly, how often do you make it outside like a week? How often do you make it to a grocery store? What time do you go to the grocery store? Um, yeah, where can we catch you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I was like, um, are you trying to meet up? Or, um, <laughs> I leave the house approximately once every eight days. Yeah, yeah. And those are grocery store runs. Um, and I've I a few weeks ago I like did a really long walk and it was not good. Um, because? I was like outside for like two and a half hours walking. Um, because I didn't realize that like you shouldn't walk for that long because you like I live in Bushwick first of all yeah, first yeah. and foremost I live in Bushwick where like half of Bushwick doesn't think this is real so oh. people like I passed a bodega and people were just like dancing bachata in the street and I was just like this isn't 
like even the optics of this doesn't feel good. Like yeah. I'm worried for everyone's health, but also also like, you can do a, that at home on Zoom. <laughs> right. Like if only Zoom, you said like, the link. <laughs> right. I'm like, what's the, the room code? Um but yeah, so I've limited it. But I just got um like when I'm gonna start biking again. Nice. Just you yeah, know, just then like you can get stuff. outside and you can also maintain distance. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But the distance part is the thing that's hard because I don't know, like our ice cream dude still comes and our ice cream person and like I I like watching people queue up and not social distance in line to get some ice cream where you could also get at the store where you social distance. I don't know. The guy in the truck? Yes. And then you hear the noise. (laughs) You hear the noise and it's like a siren calling you into the street. That is madness. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, support says i see you hustling i see you doing your thing sure. also <laughs> don't die read the room my guy like come on <laughs> um what have you found to be the most offensive like type of <laughs> commercial or or bigger company uh trying to get involved in what's quote unquote right right now i think it's i think it's hands down probably fashion nova um <laughs> fashion nova that's like hit us with that stimulus check like, <laughs> Um, yeah, I probably would say that because I, I heard about like this is the most pretentious sentence ever, but I was like listening to some podcast this morning and they mentioned Fashion Nova. Um, <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, I don't know. I think it's been an interesting mix. We'll see. Like as like Mother's Day rolls around, like all those oh, capitalist true. holidays are popping up. So people are going to start talking out of the side of their faces. Yeah, I um. I feel like every time I see like a Walmart commercial or like an Amazon thing, it's just like, like, hey, think of the the real heroes, and it's like, then pay them. Well, how, yeah, that like, that <laughs> for sure. But how about how about that the ones part. that are like, hey, we're all inside right now, and that's like the way that they start off every commercial. That sort yeah. of pisses me off. I'm like, how quickly do they turn this shit around? Yeah. But anyway. Right. Um, right. No, it's real. I mean, that's the thing too about social distancing, and like, I think it's there's part of me that always is like, man, it's so weird to be inside for eight days at a time. But like my mom, my mom goes to work three days a week at a hospital. Oh my, God. my dad is going into work once every two weeks. I have a cousin who's a nurse. I have a really good friend who's a doctor. Like there's so many people in my immediate network that just can't stay home. Yeah. And so it's like, I, I think it's so important also that being able to like self quarantine, shelter in place, distance in the ways that some of us can like is such an extreme privilege that, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just think it, it begs repeating over and over again because so many people, I'm just like, I do not want to have a chat with another person who's like, man, I had to stay inside. I'm like, just fucking like, you're not putting, like, you're not making the decision of whether or not someone gets a respirator to live or die. Right. Like, yeah. I think you can chill. Yeah. And also, by the way, uh, I think people who are like, hey, this is like jail are out of their fucking minds. Yo, you know, like, Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> yo, not yeah, not well, a good comparison. I <laughs> you know? feel like Ellen might be a little out of touch. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like between her and Vanessa Hudgens. I'm like, I love celebrities right now. Yeah. I'm like, yes, <laughs> give me more. <laughs> well, actually, what did you think when you saw the Gal Gadot thing? Oh, the imagined situation. <laughs> well, it, it falls into that like delicate category of like people who like like John Lennon, where it's like, oh yeah, we're completely gonna forget that he's like super abusive because it's convenient. Well, yeah. did you download the song immediately, or did you wait a couple days? Yeah, I mean, did like, this... did you did you pay for it on <laughs> Apple Music? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a subscription to Apple Music and immediately downloaded it. Obviously, no, I didn't watch it, but I have made I made a parody 
for one of my friends for a birthday. Oh, what, like, what, shout out to all the Aries right now who are doing inside birthdays. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Actually, yeah. What's the most Leo thing I could do in quarantine? Um, this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> our entire like reading for this this like uh, astrological moment is to have fun. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, dressing up for parties. I thought you were saying like to make it all media. about me. I was like, yeah, that, that makes <laughs> oh, <no>. sense. <laughs> no. Um, Kimberly, you have a podcast that you've been doing uh, and it sort of, it just so happens it's during quarantine. Do you feel mm-hmm. like uh, it is uh, a, a weird time to, to broadcast? Because sometimes we do. I think that I do not envy people who are editing podcasts right now. That was like the thing I was thinking about so much this morning. Like being able to have the focus to do that back end editing is like, I can barely compose an email right now. (laughs) I could not imagine stitching audio or video together in the way that that attention like is necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, But in terms of creating a pod, I think, I think now it feels fine. So like the episode that I released on Friday, I was in conversation with the author Tomi Adeyemi Mm -hmm. and Tomi and I, like I had to, or not had to quote unquote, but like I rushed home from LA because that was like the weekend when the rumor that New York was shutting down happened. Yeah. Yeah. And I was supposed to fly from, or I was supposed to take a train from LA to San Diego to interview her and was like, I just have to go home. And so I went home. And I called her from my house to do the chat. And in both of our voices, you can hear the panic coming, Mm. you know? And so I think that the beginning of the pandemic interviews and the beginning of the pandemic media making is very different than right now um, because it does monopolize a lot. And like I even interviewed like one of my heroes in public, in a public setting for this art fair. And she spent like 75% of the interview, like every question she reverted back to coronavirus. And I was like, okay, like, I get that this is important, but, like, really? And I'm like, yo, she was right. Yeah, Um, yeah. And so I don't know. I don't know how it's been for you guys. Like, I think it's one thing to do it topically. It's another thing when, like, you're talking about something else topically, but you're also worried if you're going to live or die. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think that for us, like, in the beginning of doing this, I think that the conversations were very surface. It was like, hey, like, what kind of TV are you watching? What, like, Mm -hmm. snacks are you, like, getting in your home? And now it's more just like you can hear the darkness from all of this. I think that's that's sort mm. of like seeped in these past few days where it's just like there's an emotional toll to being inside and to not taking breaks and to... Um, and I think imagining what the world looks yeah. like after this, which... Yeah, there's a real fear. And and it's mm. it's almost like impossible to do that, you know, like it's and, and unfair to yourself. It's like... How, what is that balance between like thinking of the bigger picture and also focusing on like moment by moment? Right. So speaking with, you know, three people a day has been super helpful for us. And, and I think on the other end, too, it's like there's a human connection there. And then for the listeners as well. Yeah. But it is a heavier, you know, discussion. And, and it's a weird thing to sort of, you know, carry on as we go day by day. Um, yeah. But I think it's so important. Like. I couldn't imagine not like my pod is we we actually recorded the last episode already and it was it felt so important to just have to I don't know what the wording is but like being able to produce a record of this time yeah. right exactly I think is really essential yeah and I mean props to you guys for keeping it up because I know it's not easy no thank you I, I think that if we're doing anything we are providing evidence of how long Jeff's hair is going to grow to, uh, through all this <laughs> yeah, wait, you know so like 
originally, Kimberly, I was going to grow a ponytail. Then I decided to do a rat tail. <laughs> Ooh. But then the other thing is that I just talked to my barber, and from him I bought clippers. And he yes. said that I should Instagram live myself <laughs> giving myself a haircut. So yes. I feel like all this is good content. Yeah. I just don't know how to package it yet. <laughs> you know, like... like do you think I would look better with a with a um, rat tail or a ponytail, or do I give myself a mangled uh, haircut? Ooh, well, it depends on like what your your goal and your end game is here. Right? My goal is like, to get followers. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. You know, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was gonna say. I was like, right, right, right. right. Um, <laughs> I think, I think, by the way, I hope that you get so good. Like, I know you're, you're saying, like, you could do a mangled haircut and get flowers. I want you to be so good that you can, like, carve things into the side of your head. Like, oh, design. I could do that easily. Exactly. I think it'd be great. No, I, I, yeah. any, anybody can carve anything into their head. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I could do, no, like, you... the Super S or whatever. <laughs> I could do the Wu-Tang no. symbol, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that would no, be... you have to carve support essential workers into yeah. your head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Obvi. Have you found yourself uh, more structured than ever, or has this just been like you just sort of improv through every day? I'm I'm not a structured person in general, like even not in a global health pandemic. So <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really minute by minute. It's funny because like we're at the top of the chat. You're mentioning like oh every day's the same. Like every day is so like minute to minute. Every day is so different because I just like I don't I don't want anything to feel too mundane. Mm-hmm. Um. But I have started some practices of just, like, things I know I will do every day. Um, like, I do yoga every day just to, like, move my body. Because yeah. also way, not going outside, I'm like, I have to have some sort of agility. Yeah, we started a yoga based yeah, off been, of a YouTube. We yeah, watched we've been, yoga with Adrian. We've been doing this for uh, the better part of, of the 30 days, so. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to come out of here looking real agile. <laughs> I love that. And with a rat tail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think if you're going to be a yogi, you have to go for, like, a man bun, but, like, whatever. Oh, true. Yeah, maybe I'll just shave the sides and back. Yeah. Do you also mm. find, like, yourself hanging out in new places within your apartment? <laughs> um, yes. I have really taken to hanging out in my bathtub. Yeah? Because it's, like, cool, because it's porcelain. Yeah. And it gets the best light, like, hands down in my whole place. Is How, this, like, Royal Tenenbaums of you. I know. <laughs> I know. When it's you, like the most Leo thing I do actually. It's like it's just so extra. It's so extra. When you moved but, into your place where you're just like, oh, that's where I'm gonna hang out. When I moved into my place, I did not imagine spending <laughs> fifty solid days on end here. Um I also moved in November and was gone for the whole month of December. And so I this is a brand new place. Yeah, it's all to new. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's really nice to actually like be like my rent feels really worth it although i want a rent strike and that's yes. like the conflict oh <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> agreed well listen uh kimberly we love you take care of yourself stay inside as much as you can um and uh be healthy and be creative and and hopefully we'll look forward to seeing you on the other side of this yeah we're gonna get in yes. that zoom uh, rave yeah we'll see you over yes. there <laughs> i'll send you guys a link much love to you guys thanks so much for this all right take care jeff let's now call up to our friend chris black Thud. <laughs> what up? Yo! What up? <laughs> oh, what's up, fellas? How are you? We're doing all right. How are you hanging in? 
Oh, another day in paradise, baby. You already know. <laughs> Listen, you already know. Everything, everything from here on out is changing, obviously. So I want to know what you're going to miss most. Is it the 311 uh, themed cruise? Is it the <sighs> is it the Kiss themed cruise, or is it the Impractical Jokers themed cruise? Fuck! I didn't know this many themed cruises existed. I guess, <laughs> I guess three eleven because that's the one I'm most surprised by. <laughs> I'm really surprised that they, exists. They celebrated every March eleventh. Yeah, where have you been? I, I know it's a national holiday. I just didn't know it had a cruise element. That's, that's all. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Have you ever taken a cruise? Uh, mercifully, no. Oh yeah, um, same here. But I was going to. Um, Last year, I used to manage this band called Cartel, um, and I uh, they were doing a cruise reunion, like a warp tour cruise, and I wanted to go and write like a story about revisiting my early twenties, but it, it didn't pan out. So I feel um, like a cruise is your personal hell. I, I can't imagine it is. It, is. it yeah. is my personal hell. I mean, what's the what's the DJ one that everybody went oh, on? Oh, the Mad Decent while? one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, I mean, it's honestly insane. That, that whole <laughs> the, the idea of like those that many people being on drugs for that much, like with nowhere to go, is terrifying. Do you think that they spin like DJs are actually like playing? You know, like. Every single hour? I would say most hours, yes. I, I would say, I mean, I think it's something like that. It's almost, yeah, you, for these people to get their money's worth, you got to have DJs 24 hours a day for three days. I think there are quiet hours, but I'm not going to I'm not gonna pretend like I'm an expert on uh, the Matt Decent cruise. <laughs> yeah, um, why don't you fall back? You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, why don't you fall back? <laughs> uh, Chris, what are what is Instagram Live going to look like in six months? I mean tv basically i don't know i mean i i think that um i've done it a few times and it's fine um i i just think it's interesting because the the numbers just don't make any sense like it's crazy like the numbers don't make any sense like millions of followers and, and you have two thousand people watching you <laughs> yeah um but i think it's I, I have this whole theory that it's basically because if you have a second device to watch it on then you don't have to you, you don't get antsy but if you're using your phone you don't want to watch virgil for an hour you want to watch virgil for 15 minutes i want to watch virgil on a on a cruise but that's yeah. just me go on the virgil it's, I, a, it's a quote-unquote cruise yeah <laughs> let's let's see how well it goes you might have to cruise you never know if, if, if lv mate shuts down it might be cruise time for all of us do you think that there's enough content to go around for the next six months yeah, of course. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. I think we're peaking. I think we're going to peak right about now. Like, I think that this is the... Because this, this podcast is doing pretty well, right? Yes. It's almost doing yeah. too well. Wow, I love that. What a flex. <laughs> um, I, same, I mean, Jason and I started doing the How Long Gone, our, our quarantine podcast. Yeah, shout and, out to them, uh, Jeans. Dude, it's fucked. We got a cease and desist from the New York Times yesterday for our, our daily inspired artwork. Oh. So <laughs> we're, we're You we're made it. <laughs> I know. We're unfortunately on ice for a little while, but it's the same kind of thing. It's like, oh, shit, people really like this. Um, and it's you, you definitely feel the momentum going. Um, the, the question is, like, uh, yeah, where does this – how long can this go on for? Well, like, also, breakneck pace. Did you, did you catch uh, Saturday Night Live at home this past weekend? I did watch some of it. Yeah, I thought it was actually pretty good. Okay, and is that sustainable for another six months? Uh, I mean, I get. I mean, what else do they have to do? That's the other thing is that people like that, especially people in the entertainment business, like they really have nothing to do. Yeah, like we can fa- we can fake work. These guys like can't <laughs> fake work. Like they can't. There's no set. There's no. You know what I mean? There's no table read. There's nothing. So like, I, I it. it yeah, it has to. And I mean, the thing with that is they can get keep keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger celebrities to come on, um, which raises the bar. You yeah, know, I think that helps. I think that helps. 
I also think that people, once they figure out, like, more of the green screen technology, like, at home, like, it'll yes. get better. Because, like, right now you have Pete Davidson dancing in his house doing a bad Drake impression. And it's right. just like, all right, well, that's, like, day and there's one. Only, yeah, there's only so many corners in someone's apartment. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. These Saturday Night Live guys aren't getting money like that. They don't have these palatial Ellen Montecito level <laughs> houses. You know what I mean? Or a David right, Geffen yacht. Again, yacht. That, you that's, know? Yeah. that's the only place where I want to be. I, people got so – that's David's reality. Why you got to hate on Geffen? That's just where he's at, bro. Like it, it's a little tone deaf, well, but that's how, his reality. How would you feel about the Justin Bieber thing the other day? What Justin uh, Bieber which, thing? Well, Justin Bieber yeah. was, was on with oh, um, oh. his wife, obviously, and with uh, one of the Kardashians. And they were going back and forth about how, you know, they've sort of gotten to this place. And people were like, well, yeah, but you haven't struggled like we've struggled. And there was a big to-do online, believe it or not. <laughs> I did see this where he was like, we worked hard. We deserve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, look, man, everybody's reality is different, I think. But I do think there's just a level of... of um, empathy and maybe just like knowing your place in situations like this you know what i mean like yeah. i'm i know i'm lucky i don't have it that bad so i'm not going to complain you know what i mean it's just that it's that simple to me like i, I don't there's people that can't eat and they're gonna die like what yeah. the fuck am i gonna do yeah like i'm pissed because i can't go work out like I, i'll live you know <laughs> well, what i mean like, are you not, working out in your apartment oh fuck yeah we're getting it in <laughs> yeah we're getting it in i mean i'm doing um yeah, I'm doing stuff every day. I haven't really taken a day off, to be honest, because I just need it for mental clarity. But I've been doing a lot of running, um, which I find uh, super nice. Uh, just, just also because it takes up a lot more time. You know what I mean? It takes, yeah. Like if you're if you're doing a pretty long run, you're looking at hour, two hours. You know, with the with the whole process. So uh, that's been good, and I, and I feel like it's just better for the brain. And you get to leave the house, which is obviously a bonus. Yeah, but like, do you find that the areas that you run in, because it is New York City, are they crowded? I'm not in New. I'm in Montreal. Oh, excuse um, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I fled like a good New Yorker. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, there are definitely people around here, but it's pretty mellow. I mean, I'm not. I'm also like not that paranoid. If I'm being 100 percent honest with you, like I think this shit is bad and very serious, but I'm not like totally losing my fucking mind. Um, how do you guys feel? I think I go like back and forth. Like I personally don't feel like I'm going to get it, and yet I also feel like society around me is going to crumble. And so, like, that's what worries me. Yes. But, like, yes. I, I don't think I, I, like, I don't even touch my face, like, on a, on a normal day. So, like, I'm not worried about getting sick. Yeah, and both of us have stayed, like, honestly stayed indoors for the vast majority of this whole thing. And if we go to the grocery store, we have a 24-hour one, like, a few blocks away from us. And so we shop at midnight, you know, when there's less yeah, people there. there. And, you know, but I did have to go to the grocery store one morning because um, we, you know, just ran out of things that they didn't have at oh, like overnight. And so I went there and that was a little weird. Like after all this time being away from people, being near people again and like watching, you know, some lady without gloves touching all of the Brussels sprouts, that was a mental hurdle <laughs> yeah. I had to get past, you know? And Brussels sprouts off the menu for tonight. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe it's because of I mean, I think Canada in general is just more mellow with stuff like this and, and I think that they're handling the situation a little better from yes. like a, a top a top down standpoint. Yeah. Wait, but, in America? I know, it's crazy. It's crazy to say that. I know. No disrespect. No disrespect. I, you know, I'm I'm red, white, and blue till I die. Uh, 
But I just think that I just think it's a little more mellow here in general. And I also think New York is obviously ground zero in some ways. And I also, you know, I think it'll be the worst and it'll also recover the fastest. I think that's how New York operates yeah. in yeah. many ways. I don't know I don't um, know who to listen to either now because, you know, on one hand everyone's like, Oh, Anthony Fauci is the greatest and then on the other hand everyone's like, Fuck Anthony Fauci and it's just like people who well, by the way because you you listen to the daily and he was defending Trump. Yeah. And so it was I, I, yeah. Well Trump is his boss. He doesn't have much of a choice. You know what I mean? Like he's gonna get canned after all this anyway, I'm sure. So yeah. it's like I mean, is the is the I, I the last I heard the shelter in place end date for New York was April thirtieth. Is that still the same? I think it is for now, but then they're looking at like canceling school for like the rest of the year. And I yeah, I, I think it might be extended into May at this point. Very unsure. Yeah. Again, like yeah, I mean, we've we sort of turned off the news as much as we can. You know, oh, we, maybe you have. I I wake up every morning and I just like dive deep into it, and then I feel oh, bad about myself. Like a, yeah. Nothing like a big line of news in the morning. Just snort, <laughs> just it, right snort it up. You know what I mean? That's just really... <laughs> Gives me that real I, high. I mean, the problem is, is that I'm so logged on that I, even if I'm not looking for the news, I'm going to get it. You, you know what I mean? That's yeah. the, it's, so, it's so pervasive now that like I can't use the internet without reading the news. Well, so it's, it's yeah, difficult. Do you, do you feel like you're living in a certain bubble in your online life? Like, or do you follow people that you ordinarily like wouldn't have to get news from other places or hear different sides to things no I'm, I'm in the same zone i don't i don't i would like to hear less not more even no matter what side it's from I, i'm just a little bit like exhausted by the whole thing i also think it's just um i think we all have friends that are more paranoid and freaked out than others so that's the other thing is is, is mitigating those conversations which isn't always easy um because i got people in my fucking group chat talking about fucking put, putting their car keys in a rice cooker to sanitize them. <laughs> and i'm just like guys like is this really where we're at like, but I, I guess we are well how um, many people do you know who have gotten it i think a handful probably not a ton um a few friends in london a few people in new york i think a lot of people i think in new york it all came from fashion week being in europe and coming back to new york which i was at but i, I felt fine I don't wow know. um so you're saying cancel I, fashion week I'm, I'm, yeah, sure. I mean, why not? Like, it's, it's, you know, it's bad for the environment. It costs a lot of money. Like, why not? You know, fuck it. Um, but I, I think that that is, uh, I do think people have had it for sure. And I think that, um, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm just so tired of hearing about it. It's exhausting. It's it is exhausting. Yeah. It's, 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 it's so circular and it's just like absolutely exhausting. Um, but I've held up pretty well as far as like the actual quarantine. I'm surprised because um, I'm, yeah, it's, a go-getter. it's it's also tough because there's no pop culture to talk about at all. You know? know, it is yeah, just strictly this one thing. And it's it's hard that's to not, like. That's not true. That's not true. Ben Affleck and his new girlfriend walk their dog every day. And there's <laughs> pictures of them. OK, so let's not let's not say there's some breaking news. Okay? Wait, is he showing off the back tattoo? <laughs> Sadly, he's fully clothed. But, you know, it's still it's still, you know, it's not that warm in L.A. yet. So give him some time. Is paparazzi work essential? I would say that paparazzi are willing to risk it all under any <laughs> circumstance. You know what I mean? I don't think those guys are obeying any laws, no matter what the situation is globally. Um, Chris, you are somebody who's worked with a lot of brands. Um, who are the Walmart commercials where they thank the heroes that work for them? Who are those commercials for? Did, did not for me. That is fucking <laughs> rough, man. I mean, I just don't... Um, I just, I just, it's, it's really tough, dude, because these, these corporations just don't know what to do. You know what I mean? It's like, and we all don't know what to do, obviously, but they feel like they have to say something. And I think that's why this, this kind of stuff gets created. And it's, it's, um, I think their heart is in the right place, but then it's just like, if you look at your track record, you're, you're, you're fucked. You know what I mean? It's like the argument where, you know, 
Jeff Bezos gives all this money away, which in theory is a great thing, and then he gets killed everywhere <laughs> because, because he's because he's rich. And it's like, well, sure. I mean, I get it. He should give more money or, or what have you. But like, you know, everybody's trying to do their best. No one knows what to do. You know what I mean? No one knows what to do. So have you been shopping with Jeff Bezos and Amazon? I actually, well, I haven't because shit takes so long to get to Canada, but I probably would. Let's keep it real. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, Bezos is definitely trash, but it's also like Amazon to me at this point, especially situations like this, is sadly an unavoidable problem. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? I think no one can compare with what they're doing, and I, I, I am able to see the bad, but I think it's, um, I think the situation is benefiting them more than a lot of companies. And we also might not have the U.S. Postal Service anymore, so who knows? That that actually bothers me a lot. Same, I, yeah. I, for, I, I just grew up, I think, like, growing up listening to punk and hardcore, like, mail order and mailing stuff was, like, a big part of my life. Yeah. Um, and I think it just stuck with me, and I still love to get mail. That's why I fucking order all this dumb shit all the time. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's really disheartening. And I also feel like that is, like, so preventable. You know what I mean? Agreed. Like, that's just, like, we got to figure that out. That's some, like, American legacy shit. We can't just let that die for, for seemingly silly reasons. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, what, is the, what is the most uh, ridiculous purchase you've made throughout this whole thing? Because obviously, like, companies are like, yo, we got to sell our shit and people got to buy our shit to stay alive. So we're having crazy sales. Have you been, like, lulled into buying something that ordinarily you wouldn't, but you just, you know can't not get it did i buy i mean i've i i got some stuff so i got some stuff shipped from my parents house and they're shipping it here the best thing that's happened to me this whole time is that i lost a pair of airpods in quarantine so <laughs> you you tell you tell me who's the, who the real boss is i lost i we started the quarantine at like a at a cabin like outside of the city and somehow i lost a pair of airpods there and oh. I am now, so I had to order a pair, and now they're on their way here. So I have somehow bought AirPods in the quarantine, um, <laughs> which is honestly, when you're podcasting, it's necessary. You That's know what true, I mean? Yeah. When you're podcasting on the fly, this is what you guys know. Yeah, have to. Gear, it's know? a must. Um, but I haven't bought any. I've resisted buying like clothes on sale because all everybody's thirty percent off, and yeah. I've like resisted resisted that. Uh, you haven't bought nice. any like flights to Milan or anything? No, I haven't bought. I mean, I've. I mean. I should. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of few people I know bought flights to Japan because they're like five hundred bucks. Yeah, uh, not you know for like Christmas for Christmas or something, which I probably will do. Um, but that's been the hardest part for me is that I just don't stay in one place for for, for this long. So it's, it, that's taken some getting used to for sure. Um, I miss the airport. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you what? How how? When would you break quarantine to like see your barber? Like at what oh, point? Oh, bro, I was I look. I'm displaced, <laughs> as I said. Um, I shaved my head actually, uh, wow. but I I looked. I hit all the plugs I knew in town. Like, who will come <laughs> by? I'll give them. I'll give them a hundred dollars. Like, wear gloves, wear a mask. Wow, get this haircut. Like, I mean, dude, that's the worst part, bro. I need a pedicure. I mean, I need all. <laughs> I need all kinds of shit. Bro. I need a massage. Like, we're all fucked up in the game. My Are you gonna like start up. like watching YouTube videos, learning how to give yourself a pedicure? I, I think that. I could get to that point. Yes, I, I don't think I'm. I've, I've started doing this thing called dry brushing. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this. My no. girlfriend put me on. It's basically like a hard bristled brush, and you you just rub it all over your body before you get in the shower, and it obviously gets rid of dead skin, but it also like gets the circulation going, and it's it's feels incredible. 
this is something you could all buy on Amazon for 15 bucks and give yourself a little thrill every day. Is this like <laughs> Senator Leffler? Like, are, is this like insider <laughs> yeah. trading? No, no, it's not. I swear. I have no skin in the game. I have no skin in the game. Yeah, because yeah, you, you brushed, brushed it all off. off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's gone. All the layers are gone. I'm like a snake. <laughs> um, okay, so if you're never in one place for, for a long period of time, are you starting to get the itch to move somewhere else? And if so, where are you going to go next? I mean, if I go anywhere, uh, it would be Atlanta, where my family is, just par- partly because it's warm. You know what I mean? Um, already, it's it's like 75, 80 degrees there. So um, that would be nice. Uh, but my mom my mom uh, and sister are both like in the medical field, and they're still working every day. Wow. So uh, it'd be nice just to kind of hear firsthand what that's like. I don't think the South, I mean, you know. Yeah, the South is is still calling it China virus, probably. So we kind of, we kind of, you know, I don't think I don't know if they're as concerned as they should be necessarily. Um, but I haven't heard any crazy reports from them yet. But that's the only thing I would do. I mean, the real place to be right now is like Miami. I feel like would probably be number one. Um, but that feels like stunk. an epicenter, though. Yeah, but I'd risk it for a tan, bro. I mean, what do you? What do you? Where are your priorities? Like, like, Wait, on, have dude. you seen pictures of us? I know we don't go outside. Yeah, that's true. That's true. About... You guys don't go outside. <laughs> um, that's true. How have your your mother and sister uh, done with this in terms of like taking it home, and and how is their their mental through this whole thing? Because I, I know, I I mean, I've talked to my mom a lot, and she so she, my mom takes care of like underprivileged pregnant women, so she goes like to their houses. Wow. Um, She's fine. I mean, she's also been doing this for 30 years. I think she's just kind of unflappable. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it's just kind of like, this is what I do. I get up and I do it and I, I take care of myself. And if something happens, it happens. Um, my sister is in like communications for like a big hospital. Mm. So I think that job is, is weirdly more intense maybe in some ways. Um, but she just had twins too. So I think and her wow. husband's also, her husband's also a nurse. So I think that they both just like, take a lot of showers you know what i mean yeah um i don't know what else you could do you, you know like i i don't i think there's you just as are you are as safe as you can be and then you come home and you forget about it and you do it all over again you know i don't, yeah. I don't think there's much much else you could do um have you uh taken part in the nightly 7 p.m uh applause sessions for uh, first responders and people on the front lines and all that okay i'm gonna answer uh, for chris first i'm gonna say absolutely <laughs> not yeah, I mean, guys, sorry, that's pointless. Like, I, just, I, I, I understand. Mariah Carey did it from her rooftop yesterday, guys. Uh, look, and good for her. Maybe she needs some fresh air at the right time. But, but I find it to be a little bit like I, I get it that it's like a community thing, and it feels good to be do something together. I understand that the, what the reasoning is, but I'm also like, this doesn't actually do anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like I don't like give some money to someone don't clap is kind of where i'm at with it but um so that means that you, you know, went into to diddy's uh live yesterday and donated money through him i did go into diddy's live yesterday i did not donate money through <laughs> him he was I dancing think, for you know half a day how sad did his kids look while dancing though i mean dude those kids they hate him i mean well, well his one his I, I believe that his one son is the guy who's spearheading this whole virtual strip club thing oh, oh um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i read the article so, in the times I, we Which was very weird to talk. Like, you wait, know, the same New York Times that shut down Chris and exactly, Jason's podcast. Exactly, the yeah, same sorry. fucking New York Times. No, it's okay. It's still the paper of record. Yeah, yeah that's, that story. That story is crazy. But like, I think that's the kind of enterprising that is very impressive to me. Um, that it, that's going to come from like digital first young people, like so quickly found a way to like make money and help people at the same time, which is like kind of insane. Yeah, I mean, but that isn't that every Shark Tank pitch. <laughs> that is every Shark Tank pitch, but it actually works. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's not it's it's not like a, a new 
it's not like a contraption. It's like actually working. And like they talk to dancers, they're like, "Yeah, I made ten grand last week." And shit. Yeah. it's like it's like very real, which you, is cool. You know, yeah. I I never thought about the future of Shark Tank until right now, and how disappointing that everyone's gonna have to sit six feet from each other and you know or maybe do it by zoom Who right knows? these are the real victims i know yeah. yeah these are the real victims the sharks yeah I'm, you know i'm more into the there was another show that was called the the prophet yeah, yeah. oh yeah On yeah CNBC. A, yeah to me I, that was better than shark tank similar but better just if, if you got time and you you know you have cnbc subscriptions this is from an entertainment standpoint or from like an actual functional standpoint Oh, purely entertainment. Okay. entertainment. <laughs> no, none of it's functional. This yeah. is all for entertainment. Because he just goes to like it. restaurants. He's like, "This is a bad restaurant. You need to move the chairs around." <laughs> it's a little bit like a, it's a little bit like a Gordon Ramsay situation, which I love. Yeah. And then he yeah. also he also puts his own money in, so he has skin in the game. That's why it's like that's why it's considered a higher tier. So you believe that that's actually his money and not CNBC's money. Um, I don't know how much money CNBC has. Oh. You know what I mean? I think, I, I, to, to be fair, have I you think seen their have programming? <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, it's low budget program, um, but yeah. it's a good show. It's, I mean, are you? What are you guys watching um, now? Yeah, hmm. a lot of YouTube videos. We watch a lot of Bon Appetit uh, stuff on YouTube. Um, yeah, actually, do you watch Bon Appetit? I don't cook at all, uh, but I do think Bon Appetit is crushing. They are, and I'll say this too. I think it's more about the process than the actual like learning, uh, you know, that comes from it. Yeah, I don't know if anybody has ever. I'm not going to pickle, you know, certain things. I don't know if anybody's sure. ever done any of the gourmet makes like candy. Yeah, like at home, it just it's impossible. I just think it's it's uh, pretty amazing how all of these people who you know three years ago were you know, seemingly just nobodies who worked in print yeah. and, you know, worked online or whatever have now become front facing celebrities, celebrities and get stopped on the, on the street. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was looking crazy. into getting Claire on the podcast. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. But then I looked Is at who she was following and I was like, Oh, we have no one in common. <laughs> Got it. Oh, bro. But look, people, we have, we have a rapped audience. People are at home with nothing to do. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm, I mean, most of the guests that we've had so far are like friends or friends of friends, but like I'm, I'm really, I'm ready to swing for the census. Oh yeah, no, same here. And you know, sooner or later, Martha Stewart will be on our podcast, and it'll be uh, pretty fascinating when we talk about, um, you know, those those uh, hard bristle brushes. You know, yeah, that, that's she actually. You would have you. I gave you something to talk to Martha about. <laughs> Finally, listen. I need to. Bef- yeah. I need to get a quick. I just need to know your opinion on these fucking beat battles. I feel like you guys are living for them. Yes, and I have some problems with them. Okay, same. But yeah, uh, I I enjoy the conversation, but I also think yeah. that it's just like, you know, some of them some of the matchups are not ideal, and then also it's just like when the sound is so bad, yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, you're just yeah, like, yeah. Well, what's the point? <laughs> like, just like just put I, it on an index card and and take an Instagram of it. I, I just I just am like, you guys are they're not they're just playing songs that they've already made. I don't know. It's not interesting enough for me. It's like, it's not actual DJing. It's like playing. So you want the construction. I mean, I don't really want any of it, if I'm being totally (laughs) honest, but I I do think it could be, I just was like, I thought I was missing something. And then I watched a little bit of one. I was like, Oh, these guys are just like pushing play on a song they made for 30 seconds. And then, yelling about how good it is. But I mean, but there's also the, the thinking that goes in between like, Oh, this song that you did 
is not as good as this other song that I made at this one. Sure. Like, you, yeah. you, That's you a really, good point. That's a good point. That's I think like a head to head thing. Yeah. And I think overall too, it ends up being more about the community that's in there and the commenting that goes on and the people going back and forth there. Well, they're doing fucking insane numbers. Insane. Yeah. How do you feel? Wrong. How, no, but how do you feel about like watching old dudes struggle with new technology? Oh, I love it. That I do. That I do like. <laughs> I mean, it's also just like such a funny. Yeah, I mean, these guys are old as fuck. Like that, it really, it really drives that point home. Like, who knows who D Nice is? Like, what person under under thirty knows who D Nice is? <laughs> and then he has like you know Barack Obama and like you know Joe Biden's yeah. uh, ghost account. <laughs> you know, I love in. Joe. Joe Biden being in the go in the mix is fire. That's yeah. so funny. It's so good. Wait, but okay. I do think this is just a, a a time for you know people are just doing whatever they can. So I guess I have to give it to them. Um, okay, so we have our show, Quarantine Radio. Tory yes. Lanez, eight days after we started, started his own <laughs> quarantine radio. You are somebody who has dealt with uh, C&Ds. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's time to send one. Yeah, so, first of all, I mean, I don't know what your relationship with Tory Lanez is, but we don't fuck with Tory Lanez on the side. Like, oh, thank you. Not... Even though you're in Canada right now. <laughs> I'm, but I'm team. I mean, look, I know him and Drake have made up, but I'm always going to side with, with Drizzy. For sure. I mean, I can't. Tory oh. Lanez is nobody. Wait, Chris, if you decamp from, from Montreal, you should go to Drake's new new spot in uh, in Toronto. Yeah, you'll never see him. Uh, I know, I'll never see him. I'll, I'll pick a hotel lobby and move <laughs> in. You know what I mean? It's not. It's a very simple. I mean, that shit is truly crazy. But Drake is Drake is a master. He put out a bad song. He put out a bad house, and no one can stop talking about it. And that, that song's going to come in number one, bro. Yeah, that song's going to come in number we one. We are all held captive to Drake, you know? Yeah. It's 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 honestly amazing. Like, it's 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 unfathomable to me how it's possible. Like, he hasn't put out a good song in a long time. It's, it really upsets me. It sounds like you should battle Drake. I mean, he's unfortunately got more hits than me. Um, <laughs> no question. But I just think it's like, man, I need Drake to get back on lean and, like, move back to Toronto. Like, I can't. <laughs> I want I want Marvin's room. Bro. I need I need some I need some sad good shit. I can't handle these like TikTok songs, bro. I'm good. I'm, maybe I'm too old. Maybe I'm too old. Then you need to be on Instagram Live. Listen, uh, Chris, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you much so much for everything. Um, we appreciate. Oh, hey, thank you guys. No, we appreciate your voice especially now because I think a lot of people are just getting into this this place right in the middle and no one takes any stands no one says what they mean anymore and now is the time to really be yourself and and uh put yourself out there so we appreciate you we love you take care of yourself you and yours and we'll be checking thank in. thank you all right talk to you soon guys have a good one shout out to chris black shout out to kimberly drew and shout out to the one and only quest love jeff are we back tomorrow we are back every day forever as always guys not for real for real sure sure we'll see you guys tomorrow right.